now there are answers. Welcome to Live Prayer. And welcome to Live Prayer. I am Bill Keller. It's good to be with you on this Tuesday evening, the day after Christmas. Pray you've had a good weekend, a wonderful Christmas, and you're still having a chance to enjoy yourself a little bit. But I appreciate you tuning in to spend an hour with me tonight. If you're new to the program, you're watching Live Prayer. We come to you live in living color every Monday through Friday, 11 to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And wherever you're watching me tonight throughout this great land of ours, from sea to shining sea and from border to border, thank you for tuning in. Friends and other far-off great lands, welcome to you as well. Once again, I am Bill Keller, founder of LivePrayer.com, world's largest interactive Christian website. Reach a little over two and a half million folks each and every day via the internet. Please check us out online. Web address coming up on your screen. There it is, LivePrayer.com, LivePrayer.com. So it's good to be back together with you again. I pray you had a uh, nice weekend as we led up to Christmas uh, Day yesterday and uh, got to church, had some good food, friends, family. If you had to travel, I pray that you didn't have too many problems. And uh, here we are for the day after Christmas as we uh, march our way through the last days of 2023. Unbelievable. Man, we just we just started 2023. By the way, quick programming note. Obviously, we're here tonight live. We'll be here live tomorrow night, Wednesday. Thursday night, we'll be live. We will, and Thursday night uh, will be our uh, annual New Year's Eve program because we will not be here Friday, uh, nor will we be here next Monday. Uh, we're, uh, I mean, New Year's Day, People got a million things to do, and over all these years, we've looked at the numbers, and uh, we're going to take a little time this weekend to relax and get ready for 2024, because trust me when I tell you, once we get to a week from today, January 2nd, 2024, every day, I told you, I've been telling you, every day is going to be a roller coaster. Let me tell you something. I know it's a commitment to watch the program. Uh, again, probably about, I don't know, 20, 25% of people watch it live, which is good. But the majority of the people watch it on demand at their convenience. All I can do is encourage you, once we get into next Tuesday, make it a point to don't miss any of these programs. I mean, we've got so much important information we're going to have to be dealing with next year. And, and remember what I told you. I don't know what's going to happen next year. God told me it's all it's going to be okay. I get that. But I also know that God's given me a message for the last 30 years I've been in the ministry. If we want to save this country, we've got to get this country back on its knees, asking God's forgiveness, repenting of our sins. And we really need to see... I believe if the church can wake up and move the hearts of people, God will honor that on November 5th. And despite all the odds, and trust me, the odds are humongous. Forget the polls. Because these people who have power are not just going to sit back and see how the election goes. And I don't know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. 
but I know a lot's going to happen. Catherine Herridge, she uh, was with Fox for a long time. Very serious woman. She's been at CBS for the last few years. And she actually does a pretty good, pretty good job. She's not a Trump-hating, MAGA-hating bomb thrower. Uh, she's definitely on the corporate side. Don't work for CBS if you're not. But of all the people in the corporate news world, she's probably about as fair as anybody, about as honest as anybody. She's not there to just run the propaganda machine for the Biden administration and for the deep state. She, over the weekend, she was on the uh, CBS uh, Sunday. Well, what's that Sunday? Face the Nation. Is that CBS? Yeah, Face the Nation, CBS. She was on Face the Nation Sunday, and she says, in, you know, I believe deep in my heart there's going to be a black swan event this year. Now, a black swan event is something out of the clear blue sky that you really can't predict, but it has incredible consequences. Okay? Incredible consequences. What That event could be anything. I mean, I got I, I got to get to the content because we've got a lot of great. I can't believe all the news. A lot of news, a lot of important fronts. But, but, but I need to talk to you about this for a second because, I mean, just look at all the balls there in here. We're going to talk about Russia tonight. I mean, sometime during this year, we could end up in a nuclear war with Russia. That's always on the table at this point. Uh, I would be, sh- I, w- I will be the most shocked human being on the face of the earth if before November. G doesn't go and take Taiwan. Okay, that's going to be a catastrophic event. Who knows what's happening in the Middle East? That's always a a, a, a nightmare waiting to happen, and we could end up in a shooting war with Iran very easily. We're going to talk about that tonight. And then we've got this open border, and just the unlimited nightmare scenarios that we could. Do you know? That there, there are enough illegals in this country tonight that could probably represent an army as big as our army. Now, I don't honestly believe that there's a two million man army waiting to take the country over. But you know what? Look at what 19 evildoers did on 9-11. And we certainly have more than 19 evildoers in this country. They're called sleeper cells. Um, so the, the, the point I'm making is nobody can really sit here and tell you, well, this is what's going to happen. Because this is a year that's going to decide whether we still have a country or whether, like the children of Israel, God sends us into the wilderness and into captivity for generations. Now, I'm not, I'm not, that's not hyperbole. That's true because, listen, I can tell you what's going to happen. If God allows the globalists, Barack Obama and the globalist cabal, run this if he allows them to remain in power, you will never have a real election again. We will become a one-party state like California because they'll change all the rules. They'll be, in the, they'll be in control and change all the rules. They will basically destroy the Supreme Court. That's the only lever of power in D.C. that they don't have control of right now, and it drives them insane. 
especially because they know all these Trump cases are going to come up. And they know the Supreme Court really at the end of the day is Donald Trump's last hope at, at, at fairness, at you know some kind of justice for all the scam, the legal scams they've been running on him. We'll get the first preview of that probably within the first couple weeks of January when we see how they rule on the, the Colorado uh, case. But they'll get they they will they will either stack they they'll do something they will turn the Supreme Court into one of their weapons. Okay. Uh, the economy, forget it. They will, the, the surveillance state will be in full force. I mean, all the pieces are there. It's already happening. They just don't have, they just need this one election to solidify their power. And, and they will not relinquish that power. Only God knows what the schools will look like. Listen, the children of Israel willingly and knowingly sinned in front of God, basically woke up every morning and spit in his face, and he warned them and warned them and warned them. And eventually, his patience ran out, and they were in captivity for generations, not for a week, not for a month. They didn't go get a time out in the corner for a day. No, generations before he had mercy on them and, and put them back in their rightful place again. So there's a lot at stake, folks. And uh, that's one reason why each night I try to bring you everything that you need to at least be aware of and how it fits in the whole scheme of things. Because don't forget, you know, one of the things I've always uh, stated, two, two things that you can be praying about, I mean, even now. I'm definitely afraid that there, that Biden's going to be in such a hole. If it's Biden, now, you know I've always said that at the convention, I think they're going to put Gavin Newsom in, but whoever it is, if they're losing to Trump, they'll, they'll start a war. They'll, they'll do something to suspend the uh, elections. They, don't put it past them. Look at the things they've done. Look at what January 6th was. That was a massive government operation. That they got away with, basically. Half the country thinks that was a, a, a an insurrection. And they've used that to demonize half the country. And they've used it to try to destroy any chance Donald Trump has of being president again. And it was all a government scam. That's no longer a question. Like Russia, we know now exactly you know, why they did it. And how they did it, it's just going to take some time now for more evidence, more of the videos, and more more documents before people will... Do you know, I hear, there's probably half the country right now still thinks Trump's got some kind of connection to Russia, and if it wasn't for Putin, Trump never wanted to... That's how ingrained that lie was put in people's minds. So it's also important that you understand, you watch the program, understand what's going on, so you can be a light to the people in your life, your family, your friends, people you work with. Because most people just don't have a clue. They think there's just another election coming in November. And listen, all the people, all the, all the pieces 
that were in place and used to steal the election in 2020, they're all still there. They're all still there. Republicans will vote early. Okay, great. And, you know, we're going to ballot harvest where it's legal. Okay. The Democrats are going to create ballots. Remember what I told you after the 2020 election? The Republicans are trying to get votes. The Democrats could care less about votes. That's why they don't, they don't even bother to try anymore. They don't even put on a pretense anymore. They don't even have a, run campaigns anymore. Look at that Kate, Katie Hobbs, that nasty Soros woman in Arizona. She's the governor. She never debated Carrie Lake. She never held a campaign event. But then neither did Joe in 2020. And look at Fetterman. The guy was a walking dead man and he got elected. They don't, they don't need to run campaigns. Because at the end of the day, how many ballots do you have? So, got a lot of things ahead of us, folks. So enjoy this next week. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get into more about the New Year's thing as we get into the week. But uh, uh, four things real quick I ask you to do for me each night. Pray for me in the program. Thank you for doing that. Second, as you're with family, friends, during these coming days, encourage them to sign up for the free live prayer daily devotional on my homepage. There's a uh, sign up link in the upper right hand corner. Click on that couple pieces of information. They'll start getting their email every morning. Free like everything. Tell them about the TV program. And last, if this ministry has been a blessing to you as we wind down these last days of 2023, please pray about a special year end gift to live prayer. Uh, we don't we're not a marketing company. We're not a tour guide business. You know, we're here to minister to people. Been doing it for 30 years. And the only reason I've been able to do it for 30 years is because friends like you have prayed for me, prayed for the ministry, and many of you have supported us. So again, upper right-hand corner is a donation link. Click on it. It gives you our address in St. Petersburg if you want to put a check in the mail. All checks postmarked by 1231 will count for your 2023 giving for tax purposes because all gifts to life are 100% tax deductible. See, that's the thing. When you buy a book from some of these ministries and cost you $30, you, you don't get a $30 write-off because they have to then figure out what the fair market value of the book is so you only get a write-off for whatever. And I know a lot of people don't care about that, but listen, the law is the law. If they're going to give you a chance to write some money, I'll do it. There's no, it'd be stupid not to take advantage of it, right? Uh, also, if you want to use a credit card on that link, it's a uh, link to our credit card portal, okay? Thanks for helping me. Pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for bringing us through this wonderful time of year, this time that we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, I just pray tonight that you will watch over my dear friends and their families, especially those who will be traveling in the coming days. Give them safe and easy travel. Pray for their needs tonight. I'm sure many people with family and friends, and I know sometimes all the conflicts that come out of that, we, we deal with that every year at this time of year. I, I pray that there be reconciliation and peace and harmony within these families. Thank you for this wonderful day we've enjoyed. Thank you for the blessings. And now we commit this hour to you. Use it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. Aita. Drive you hard on on the day after Christmas. We got a lot of ground to cover, so let's see where we go. NBC they had a panel of Pennsylvania voters about the economy, and I love I love how they put these panels together 
They obviously don't pre-screen them. I give them credit for that. Because these were mostly Democrats. Angry. Bitter. The, the NBC host uh, that was uh, running this panel kept talking about how uh, inflation's down and, and gas is coming down and blah, blah, blah. And wages are kind of spiking. These people weren't buying it. They can, you know, Jean, Karine Jean-Pierre can run that smack all day long from that podium, okay? People aren't stupid. People are not stupid. And then you got beat Biden. Reporters said, uh, people aren't feeling it. And, and, and Biden said, well, you guys don't report it correctly. We're doing great. You can't lie to the people, especially when they got to go to the gas pump every week, when they're at the grocery store one or two times a week. They know what's happening. That, you know, we'll get some Christmas numbers in about another four or five days, but according to MasterCard, uh, Christmas shopping was down a good 10% this year. And don't forget, this is the time of year where a lot of uh, outlets, a lot of businesses, they make 60, 70, 80% of their money, you know, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So pe people are not fooled. They're not stupid, you know. You can lie to them about some things, but some things you can't. The economy, you can't because they have to deal with it every day. They know they're you know, banging up their credit cards just to live. Some of them are taking out money out of their 401ks just to live. Some of them are having to decide, you know, do I pay my mortgage or do I pay my car payment? I can't pay both. These people know what, what's going on with the economy. Um, and then you've got the whole border situation. You, there was an old black man at a Chicago City Council hearing. And he only spoke for about two minutes, three minutes. Oh, did he rip them hard. And in the process, he, he, he yelled out. He said, he said, Trump, come get these people out of here. And I can almost guarantee you, I may be wrong, but I can almost guarantee you that this old black man did not vote for Donald Trump. But again, you can't lie to the people. And these cities like Chicago, New York... Remember how they would bang their chests? We're sanctuary cities. And they would fight with the government, fight with ICE about deporting people. They would actually help them not get deported. And now they're sitting there crying like little babies. Oh, because you got what? You know, 20,000, 30,000 illegals? What about Texas, man? They got millions. Arizona. And they, and, and they need to start yelling at the one... Who caused all this? Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Again, you just can't lie to people about some things. You know, 99% of the country wasn't in D.C. on January 6th, so they were able to masterfully create that whole illusion. But everybody's buying gas, everybody's going to the grocery store, Right? These people living in these neighborhoods are watching all these illegals sucking up all the social safety net money that should be going to Americans. And then you got New York City. You actually got illegals going door to door begging for money and food. How about that? That's happening as we speak. <laughs> then, of course, 
And I, again, I could spend an hour every night just reading you these stories. A five-time deported uh, young man of 19 years old, he raped a special needs woman. Hopefully this time, don't put him in jail for a long time. And when it's over, ship him back to whatever country he came from. But this is happening. This happened all over the country. You've got actual South American gangs. I mean, these are like organized criminal operations that are going through cities in the Northeast with home, doing home evasions, targeting multi-million-dollar homes. Very sophisticated. Again, and then these, these, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Just the tip of the iceberg. And look at, look at, you got a new caravan coming up from Mexico, 15,000 people. But you know what, you, you know what amazed me? I was watching some of the videos today. For the most part, these people are wearing really nice clothes. A lot of the young military age men, you know, they're wearing, you know, $200 sneakers. And the one thing that I want to know is they've all got smartphones. I don't know about you, but every month, you know, I got to send Verizon a check so they don't turn my phone off. I assume that's true for you, too. Who's paying for these people's, the, the, who's paying those phone bills? Those phones aren't staying on by magic. Who's paying for that? But you, you know, I, I've been telling you this now for nearly three years. Because don't forget, it was day one. Biden dumped all the Trump policies. And one of the things I, I told you is, it's not a matter of if, only when, and to what extent we're going to see one nightmare scenario. We've got 12 million people probably in this country illegally right now. By the time Biden's gone, if he, if he is gone, there's going to be at least another 2 to 3 million. And then to add on that, what, approximately 2 million gotaways now, another million gotaways? Holy, I mean, and these have got to be the worst of the worst. And the other thing is, you get these, like these Chinese people come. They come in these groups of like 100, 150. That's, see, here's, and here's something. I, I took a little time last week to uh, share with you. I want to hit it again. We've talked about it before. This stuff is all coordinated. This isn't an accident. You, this is a multi-billion dollar operation going on. The U.S. government is working with the Mexican gangs. They're working with these NGOs that you and I are paying hundreds of millions to. You've got the United Nations involved. You've got the uh, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum involved. On they're all. This is all sophisticated stuff, folks. This is this is this is logistics and operations like you. And they're flying people all over the country. You know, it's bad enough what you see on TV. You don't see. Probably ninety nine percent of the of the worst stuff. It's I, I, 
Joe Biden put his hand on the Bible and pledged to uphold the Constitution and enforce the laws of the land. He has not just failed, he has purposely failed and he, he should be in prison. And my orchestra's right next to him. And like I said before, the blood that's going to be shed over the next decades because of what they did is all going to be on their hands. And God will not forget. God will not forget. Democratic controlled Minnesota. Some of their, uh, some of their big cities like Minneapolis, St. Paul. They all got on the electric bus game, right? <laughs> Guess what else doesn't do very well in cold weather? Electric buses and electric cars. We'll get to that in a second. Electric cars. They don't do well in cold weather. As Minnesota found out, as all of their electric buses have broken down now. <laughs> By the way, can I, can I, can I say something? And, and, and listen... I know that the people in this audience are not this stupid, but you're on the road with people who are. And if you got, you know, teenagers and young adults in your family, take five minutes and tell them, do not do this. You know, if you're on your phone or you're on some smart you know, device, They've got all these games, you know, the slot machine games. And some people kind of get hooked on those, you know, kind of way to pass time. But do you know, I was reading this weekend, how many accidents are being caused because people are driving their cars and playing games at the same time. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the newer cars, you know, they, they have that whole entertainment uh, screen, you know, on the dash there. And it's, in a lot of cars, it's internet accessible, right? You got people literally driving their cars and playing these stupid games. I mean, forget talking on the phone, which is no, which is no good, because you get all. Uh, listen, I'll never forget. It was 1984, I believe. Yeah, 1984. Cell phones had just come out. I had one. I was making, you know, I was just back in the days when I was running from God. Had no hair airport on the Kennedy. And it was like uh, 6 in the morning or something. I think I had a 7 o'clock flight. And I'm driving probably too fast, as I always did back then. And I was on my phone talking to somebody about something important. And I'll never forget, by the grace of God, I looked up and there was a, a, a semi in front of me that was in the process of stopping. And if I hadn't looked up at that moment, I would have been right probably under that semi. And and my heart was pounding like I've never felt a pound before. I was sweating. You can't talk on the phone. You can't text on the phone. There's another one. Matter of fact, texting and playing games is probably about the same thing. You can't concentrate on that and drive. All, I, all I'm telling you is, please, you got young people in the family that are driving. Just, and then they look at you and say, are you crazy? I'd never do that. Well, people are doing it. And like I said, you may be responsible. You may be out there driving, you know, responsibly. But that doesn't mean the guy next to you is. And then, and then we've got a new 
class of uh, emails that we're starting to get in this Christmas for the first time. These are, you know, people who come to us for prayer that have electric vehicles that have just dealt with a night, nightmare. The, the, the biggest problem is they need a charge and they can't find a charging station. That's the biggest problem. In one case, one guy had to drive 200 miles out of his way just to get to a, a charging station. Oh, and then don't forget, and if you got an electric car, you know what I'm getting ready to tell you. Uh, it's not like going to the gas pump, you know, taking a little cap off, putting the handle in and pulling the nozzle, and what, five minutes later, seven, eight minutes if it's a slow pump, you're done. You're on, you're on the way. No, you're talking a minimum of an hour to charge these things. And in some cases, depending on the charging station, how it's set up, whatever, it could be six hours. And then, like I said, these electric cars, for whatever reason, don't like the cold weather. And I've already warned you and told you about the fact that very few tow truck companies will even touch these cars. Number one, the first problem is the battery. It's a thousand pounds. Second of all is, you know, because these things sometimes just combust, burst into flames. Uh, these tow truck companies, they're getting hammered by their insurance company. Matter of fact, from what I understand from a friend in the towing business, they have to put it like a separate rider on their existing insurance policy just so they can handle the electric cars. He said, most guys, it's not worth it. It's very expensive insurance. It's just not worth it. He said, there's not enough cars out there to make it worth their while. So if, if somebody does call them, sorry, can't help you. So a lot of prop, lot of problems with the electric cars, and those problems are not going away. Let me talk to you about Trump's VP real quick, because I'm getting a ton of emails, and I get it. And I'm getting, you know, hearing all the names, you know, Christy Nome, Nikki. We picked the Stannis after all this. Listen, number one, it's never going to be Nikki. Um. I'd be shocked if it's Christy Nome. And again, Christy Nome, you know, she's very good at what she does, but she's also, she was a congresswoman before she was governor of South Dakota. And her mentor when she went into Congress was John Thune. John Thune is a corporate globalist extraordinaire and pretty much Mitch McConnell's right-hand man, okay? His whole world is tied up you know, in the, in, 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 in the uh, Republican establishment community. John Thune's no different than Paul Ryan. Just a fact, okay? Uh, and then when she got out of Congress, she became governor. The, govern the Republican Governors Association is pretty much run by and controlled by billionaire Republican establishment globalist types, okay? So to continue being governor, she's obviously got to play in that world. But but here's the thing. Here's and here's what you got to think about. Donald Trump doesn't need a vice president if he's elected president. Hey, you got to have one case. God forbid something happens to him. I get that. But the point being, he doesn't need a vice president 
really for these four years. What he needs is a vice president who he can groom so when his four years are up in 2028, this person will be his heir apparent and can keep the whole America first agenda rolling on for another eight years, right? So Trump's vice president pick isn't about 2024. It's about 2028. And now you get into some very interesting conversations. I mean, who is going to be able to carry on the MAGA America first agenda past Trump? Um, I've heard some people say Ben Carson. Uh, I just don't know if Carson's got the stomach for it. Um, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll at least tell you who I, I think would probably be okay. And that's J.D. Vance. Smart guy. Ex-military, Ivy League. Uh, he wrote that book and they did the movie Hillbilly Elegy. Yeah, he comes from the uh, rural part of Ohio, which I know very well. Um, and he's been totally, at least everything I've seen, 100% supportive of the Trump America First agenda. Um, and he's not stupid. Don't know if he's got, I don't know if he can handle the heat because whoever it is, gonna, there's going to be a lot of heat. But uh, I know some people said Tucker. T Tucker doesn't want anything to do with politics. I'm, I'm just telling you. Now, if Trump asked him to be vice president, would Tucker turn him down? Probably no. But again, the vice president, and this is what you've got to understand, the vice president isn't about 2024. Trump's got enough juice to get elected 20. He does not need somebody to get the woman's vote, somebody to get this vote, somebody... Trump can win 2024, regardless of the VP is. The VP isn't about 2024, it's about 2028. So as you're, you know, watching things go down and whatever, be, be thinking about, it. I mean, who would be uh, a likely heir apparent, you know, to the MAGA America First movement? You know, and it might be somebody whose name we, we aren't even thinking about, to be honest with you. Uh, Biden had some, I guess annually, he does some kind of visit to a children's hospital every year around Christmas. This guy has no more business being around a children's hospital, okay, than a, than a, than a fox has being around a hen house. Are you kidding me? And of course, he has to get creepy with some little boy. Now come sit on, come sit on my lap. That guy's a sick human being, man. Biden kid and I heard Joe Joe Biden was coming around. They were we'd be so far in the other direction. And by the way, it's one hundred percent guaranteed that Biden has pushed Garland hard to take out Trump. Okay, and not Garland either. Don't forget. Garland's the, the, the figurehead. Lisa Monica. Matter of fact, little Lisa, that evil, evil witch. She was on the uh, ABC uh, Sunday show with Pierre Thomas. And yes, sir, he, he said, uh, do you think Jack Smith, uh, anything he's doing is political? Said, no, 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 no politics. No, 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 no. 
Can he be fair? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, 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 and then he said, we've heard it. We've heard that Joe Biden has talked to Merrick Garland about the Trump situation. Can you verify that? No, 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 they don't talk. We don't hear from the White House. We, we got do we've got documents. No, that's a lie. Just, just understand that the entire takedown by Trump has been totally authorized by, given, given uh, the blessing by Joe Biden. D don't ever think anything different. Oh, we also found out that, see, see, you find these things out down the road. That's the problem. Remember the Chinese spy balloon that they literally watched go throughout our country, hovering over all of our major military ins installations, waiting until it was off the coast of South Carolina before they shot it down? Remember that? Well, we now have some documents showing that Joe Biden and Chairman of the Joint Chief, Mark Milley, they had every intention of never telling Congress if, if, and if you remember, if it wasn't for uh, a citizen in Montana on a beautiful day where there were no clouds who saw that thing, if it wasn't for that, they were never going to tell anybody about this. They were just going to let it happen. Of course, that's what you do when you are owned. People say, well, well, you know, you don't have any proof Joe, Joe took money from China. Really? How come every single time he's had to make a decision since he became president, when it came to China, it was always to the detriment of the United States and to the favor of China? He and Neely had no intention even telling Congress about this spy balloon. They were just going to let it go. I've been living in Florida now. Actually, actually what was today? 26? 28, that will be what, Thursday? As of Thursday, I would have been living in Florida for 30 years. And in those 30 years, you know, sadly, for whatever reason, Florida is a hotbed for child predators and, and uh, pedophiles. And every now and then, like, you know, many times a year, you get the news, he's, they busted a pedophile ring, right? Every single time, I think it's almost 100%, in that ring is at least one, maybe more than one, employees of guess where? Yep, Walt Disney World. They just got another Disney employee over the weekend. 32 counts of child porn. I guess it's like Joe going to the kids' hospital, right? Same thing. Uh, Gavin Newsom, governor of California, he came out very forcefully and said that uh, he rejects any plan to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. <laughs> now, that was not some magnanimous gesture, okay? Because the fact is Gavin Newsom knows darn well that that whole 14th Amendment thing is never going to stand. So it makes him look good. You know, it makes him look like he's being a fair guy. Yeah, don't be fooled. Um, the, remember last week, there was a report that the uh, Israeli Defense Forces killed three uh, of the hostages 
by accident, friendly fire, right? Well, once again, you got to let these things sit for a day or two because eventually you get a, you, know, you get the real truth. These hostages were dressed up as Hamas fighters. That's why they got fired on. They were using the hostages as, as uh, human shields. And they dressed them up as Hamas fighters. Speaking of the hostages, uh, let's see, where the heck is it? I think they... Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, they just cleaned out some of the uh, tunnels uh, in a portion of Gaza that they were cleaning up and eradicating Hamas from, and they found five dead hostages in one of the tunnels. Folks, I'm telling you, and again, God let me be wrong, but those last hundred or whatever it was hostages, I promise you, I, I would almost, I'd be shocked if any of them were alive. I really would be shocked if they're alive because they cannot because of what they probably did to these poor people over these months. You know, it took a, took a few weeks before the stories started to come out of what they did to those uh, hostages that they already released when they had the short ceasefire. Egypt tried to broker a ceasefire. Israel was trying to broker a ceasefire. Every ceasefire, though, has to do with releasing more hostages. Hamas won't even talk to them. Or didn't talk to him. And, and, and I'm sorry. I believe that's because there's probably no hostages still alive. And yet Israel's getting ripped every time you turn around uh, about killing civilians and all that. Matter of fact, you had, uh, you had protesters, pro-Hamas protesters. Oh, speaking of O'Hare Airport, and for my friends in Chicago, they blocked the Kennedy like a quarter mile before the turnoff for O'Hare. They literally were in the middle of Kennedy blocking traffic in rush hour so people couldn't get to the airport. And then, of course, on Christmas yesterday, you had some really aggressive, violent pro-Hamas protesters fighting with the police in New York City. David Clement, he's a uh, law professor. He was a he was a U.S. attorney. He became a law professor at University of New Mexico. Very intelligent guy, and he has been zeroed in for three years now on January sixth. He smelled a rat almost immediately. Again, he was in the government, so. You know, he just knew something was right. He's got a new documentary coming out, Let My People Go. And it's a lot of the truth about January 6th that's finally coming out. Would you be shocked to know that the day after he released this documentary, gets a knock on his door the next day from the IRS? <laughs> that was just a coincidence, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Let me hit this right now. Pay attention, please, because this is something you need to be aware of. There are people out there that are just absolute 
ignorant people. Some, I'm sure, are purposely ignorant. There's a big thing going around that Jesus was a Palestinian. Only two problems with that. Number one, he was not a Palestinian. He was a Jew. But there was no such thing as a Palestinian until about 130 years after the death of Jesus. They didn't exist during the time of Jesus. But see, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make Christians sympathetic to the cause of the Palestinians. So they're saying, well, Jesus was a Palestinian. He was not a Palestinian. There was no such uh, race of people during the time of Jesus. They didn't come about until about 130 years after his resurrection and ascension uh, from the Mount of Olives. But it's all over the place. And they and again, this is to make Christian. This is why you've got to, you know, know what's going on, folks. Because I'm sad to say, I was looking at social media last few days, and there's a lot of Christians that fell for this. I said, well, what's wrong with you people? Don't you go to church? Don't you read the Bible? Number one, he's a Jew. And if you watch any football over the weekend, um, probably about one out of every three commercials was Pfizer. <laughs> man, they just they just don't quit, do they? Woo! They just do not quit, man. They're going to keep making that money until they end up getting blood dry in the courts. Oh, there is a U.S. The U.S. has been trying to put a coalition of countries together to fight. Uh, the Houthis in Yemen, okay? Because their aggression is disrupting sea traffic, commercial sea traffic. And uh, the Red Sea is like just, I mean, ships are being rerouted down the, 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 the bottom of Africa, Cape Horn, which is a long way out of way. About a week out, about an extra week, it's it's a nightmare. <laughs> the United States can't find anybody to join them in this coalition. Other countries don't want to be involved with us. They saw what we did in they saw what we did in uh, in uh, Afghanistan. They know how weak and frail Joe Biden is. They don't want nothing to do with us. Oh, by the way, speaking of Biden, listen to this. For the third time now, the Biden administration, which uh, this would go through Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, right? For the third time now, they have rejected JFK Jr.'s request for Secret Service. I mean, what is wrong with these people? Okay, fine, he's running for president. So what? So are a lot of people. He's got polling numbers that clearly deserve him having secret not to mention his family history come on petty these are petty nasty people petty nasty people they really are the uh, Ukraine Ukraine is putting media blackout on I've been having a tough time getting any kind of information out of Ukraine for the last three days, and there is a purposeful media blockade right now. That's not good. That's not good. 
I've been telling you for a couple weeks now, I mean, the end could be very near. And by the way, just so you know, there's a very, in uh, some part of Ukraine, there's a very elite ski resort. And, uh, you know, got some money to go there. And I guess over the last few weekends, it's been packed. So, and I'm not minimizing the price that the people of Ukraine have paid for everything. But I also know there's a lot of money flowing through Ukraine right now. The nightclubs are popping. The uh, the uh, clubs are popping. And I'm talking about places where, you know, it's like a bottle service thing where, you know, you're going to spend a couple grand. You know, these are people in Ukraine. Where do you get all that money? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Uncle Sam. The Pope is urging Vatican officials to avoid radical ideologies. You know, like marriage is a man and a woman. I got to tell you something. I've been very happy the last four or five days since he came out with that nonsense. He is getting blowback from pretty much everywhere other than the radical fringe of the Catholic Church. I mean, come on. That's as basic as it, that's not a radical ideology. That's Bible. See, that's the problem. People like the Pope consider this book to be radical. And I'll keep you posted, but they're still trying to push to bring a bunch of Palestinians to the United States. They're talking 100,000. Egypt, not one. Saudi Arabia, not one. King Abdullah from Jordan, not one. If they, if they, they're right there. If they won't take them, why, in the name of goodness, would we take any of them? And uh, these, 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 you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't even give it a second thought. But these women are in Congress. These are officially elected congresswomen. AOC, she had a big Christmas message yesterday. Oh, it was totally anti-Israel. She used Christmas to bang on Israel. And then this Ayanna Presley, she's the one with no hair from uh, Massachusetts. She said, on this Christmas, I invite everybody to worship abortion. <laughs> now, those were her words, worship abortion. I, I, I told you, they, they love this stuff. They love it. They love it. They love it. These people are evil, man. And then you got Vice President Harris and her Christmas message. It was so beautiful, so eloquent. I mean, she forgot one thing. Christmas. She never even said the word Christmas. And just for the record, just like I need to make sure you understand that there was nothing, there was no such thing called a Palestinian time of Jesus. There's also no holiday called Kwanzaa, okay? That's not a holiday. It's a fake day created in 1966 by a violent felon who liked to torture women, okay? That's the clown that came up with this Kwanzaa thing. There's no such holiday. 
However, if you're a Christian in China and you and you celebrate Christmas, that's going against your social credit score. Pray for I've been I've been on this one for years. Pray for our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. The Muslim terrorist gangs in in Nigeria killed 140 Christians over this Christmas weekend. And likewise in India, Christians are coming under much persecution, not from Muslims, but from the Hindu. Less than 2% of India is Christian. It's almost 98-something percent Hindu. And Christians are just treated terribly in that country. Terrible. Terrible. Um, there is going to be no... Th thank God Bibi Netanyahu. There's going to be no end to the war with Hamas. He made this very clear. Because he's getting pressure from Biden and everyone. Until Hamas is eradicated. Now, Hamas can surrender in five minutes and that'll be the end of it. But they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. And sadly, war is war. Innocent people die in war. Look how we ended World War II. Carpet bomb Dresden. Probably 95% of the people that died in those last days of war, they were, they were innocent civilians. They didn't do anything. But that's war. It's terrible. And Biden still is in a big squeeze politically because he's got to support Israel. He's got no choice, but he's getting just jammed by these pro-Palestinian folks, these pro-Hamas people. And that's good. That's good. So what, Joe? Oh, by the way, you know, if you know the history of the New York Times, I, I know I've mentioned this on the program before, um, probably probably until Hitler invaded France, maybe, the New York Times was very pro-Nazi, okay? Very pro-Hitler, very favorable. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, there's archives. You go back into the... You know, 35, 36, 37, 38. There are times it's very supportive of Hitler. On yesterday, on Christmas Day, they used their op, they, they gave their op-ed page to a pro-Hamas op-ed. And you know probably, <laughs> I mean, this may be a little stereotyping, but stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. You know, the, uh, there's a good percentage of people that read the New York Times who are Jewish. And here on Christmas, they're given the op-ed page to a pro-Hamas viewpoint. Unbelievable. Oh, and then there's this. Russia has sent a shipment of tactical nukes to Belarus. Now, you understand something. Uh, President Lukashenko of Belarus is a great ally of Putin. So I, I'm not surprised that uh, Lukashenko is going to store these tactical nukes. And just so you understand, tactical nukes are basically designed for, for the battlefield. You know, they've got a short range. You don't get the big nuclear fallout. You know, it's not like... You know, the bomb on Hiroshima or Nagasaki. 
It's not like that. These are tactical nukes. I mean, they're deadly, and they are nukes. But he's got a, he's, apparently he's got a whole shipment now sitting in Belarus. I'm telling you, it would not take that much to ignite a, a nuclear world war. That's just a fact. Um, oh, and then you got Biden. We got one of our bases got attacked again over the weekend. We got 2,500 troops in Syria and Iraq. And uh, I think what we've been attacked now about 110 times in the last couple months by the Houthis and the various Islamic proxy groups, right? Well, they, they injured three of our guys on Christmas. One of them's in critical condition. So Biden struck back. Big, bad Joe Biden. He, I don't know, he blew up a tool shed or something. He's such a joke. Sadly, he's a joke in a very dangerous world. All right, there we go. We're off, this, we're off to the races, right? So we've got, uh, we got tomorrow night, then we've got Thursday night. I have a little New Year's message for you on Thursday. Uh, no program Friday, no program Monday night on New Year's. And then, of course, back a week from tonight. And that's when we roll up our sleeves and get to work on 2024. Amen? All right, before we get out of here, I'm, man, I'm late. If you've never made a decision for Jesus, man, if you, never, if you didn't make a decision for Jesus this weekend, uh, but you got a chance now. And it's something only you can do. Nobody can do it for you. But if you want to make your commitment to Christ tonight, go into this new year with a new relationship with Christ, pray with me. Dear Lord, I come to you tonight asking you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, tonight I believe in my heart, confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and from this moment forward, my life is yours. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. My friend, if you pray and you meant it, the Bible says you're saved. Not because of a few words, because of your faith in God's grace. Have a book I'll send you. It won't 